0: Welcome and thank you for listening to the Sheepdog Dad podcast. My name is Stuart Jackson and I am the founder and host of The Sheepdog Dad. Visit thesheepdogdad.com to read articles, listen to podcasts such as this, and sign up for coaching geared towards men, young men, and boys who wish to become responsible stewards of themselves, their families, and society. Please join us on our journey to protect the flock. On this episode, we are joined by Victor Diaz from the YouTube channel Good for the Soul. To hear about Victor's journey of leaving behind his contractor business, outfitting his van to be ready for travel and to live in, and hearing about how he knew he needed to go on an adventure before it was too late, so he traveled around for six months across the U.S., training jujitsu, interviewing different owners from sp- other from schools that he would train at. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy his story.
1: So joining us today on the Sheepdog Dad podcast is Vic Diaz. Vic is from the YouTube channel Good for the Soul. Uh, Just a brief intro, uh, Vic is a BJJ brown belt and entrepreneur. And since January of 2022, Vic has been uh, living the van life, traveling around, training jujitsu. And uh, Vic, thanks so much for uh, joining the podcast today.
2: Yeah, man, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Looking forward to chatting with you.
1: All right, Vic. Well, I guess if you'll just kind of walk us through, well, I guess let's start with your BJJ journey because you're a brown belt. So that means you've been training for several years. Yep. And uh, with the sheepdog dad podcast the sheepdog mentality i'm sure you trained in bjj for several years that's nothing new to you of just yep. having that mindset of protector provider it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people of uh, you know you want to be a well-rounded man and father so how'd you get into bjj specifically
2: yeah man for sure uh, one i love that sheepdog uh, mentality you know hearing it hearing it over the years i'm not from texas but i got a little bit of that country in me so it's good it's good to hear um man so my story is kind of interesting so i was actually a very timid kid my entire life i'm very very sensitive i grew up pretty soft you know like uh, funny because my dad was the other side like he grew up you know kind of the american dream like grew up in the hood spanish harlem back in the day did not speak english till he was 15 went in the marine corps did karate his whole life so my dad was a tough guy, right? Um, I was not that way. I was a mama's boy. I was soft, I was sensitive. My dad could look at me not not even mean, but um, you know, I'd be intimidated, right? Well, middle school, high school, kind of the normal bullying happened, right? Hey, you're always going to be there's always going to be someone bigger than you at some point, right? So um, never did was did I feel like I was. The victim of bullying, like maybe nowadays everyone's like, "Hey, bullying's the worst thing in the world." Like, hey, there's always going to be a bigger kid than you, you know. Um, but for me, I was always just kind of timid. I hadn't really been in scuffles, even though I did karate when I was younger because my dad taught it. I was always kind of, um, kind of nervous about it, you know what I mean? Well, the so my soft excuse me, my junior year in high school, the last day of school, we go to a keg. We're all hanging out. And, you know, or ha- i actually I don't even know if I was drinking at the time, but all some of the hood guys show up and we're like, oh, there's going to be a fist fight, you know, and I watched I've be, been around this my whole life, but I never, per- you know, I never was in it in myself. The nicest kid in the world that's I'll never forget. His name was Dana soft spoken, like everyone liked him. You know, he never he might know his business. Well, these guys started trying to pick on him and they, the, you know, they basically like, hey, we're going to whoop your ass. And he's they squared up with him and. Dana proceeded to beat the hell out of four of these guys. I mean, one after another. And I was like, Dana, how the hell did you learn how to do this? Like, what is going on? And he's like, oh, you know, I've been training this place, downtown Seattle. You know, I'm in Salivary MMA. I was like, dude, I'm going with you Monday. Like, I have to learn this. So the summer of my June, between my junior and senior year in high school, I I went and trained there. And I I, I was 16 years old and I trained uh, boxing that whole summer. And I maybe did one or two, you know, submission grappling classes before I even knew what a gi was. So after that, I thought I was a little tougher and I knew how to, you know, box, right? But I still hadn't been in like a quote unquote real fight, you know, outside where someone tried to beat me up and I had to defend myself. Well, going back in the senior year in high school, I I, I partied a bunch. I kind of, you know, I wasn't like searching for that thing. And then I felt, you know, after graduating high school, gotten a few scuffles. Um, and at 18, I had this moment for me where I was like, hey, if I don't defend myself right now, I'm going to be a coward the rest of my life. So then, you know, I got in this this fight. Someone tried to push me off my motorcycle, basically, long story short, as I was uh, getting home. And I put my motorcycle down. I went and me and the guy got in a little little scuffle. And after that moment, it it was kind of like a Green Street hooligans moment. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Where Elijah, yeah, where Elijah Wood, he's like, oh, my God, I'm not made of glass. And he like kind of loves it, right? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. So then every all my friends who were at college, because I started doing construction, right? So I'd just go visit my friends in college and I was just getting a fist fight like every other weekend because I was like, oh, this is so enjoyable. And I had no idea what I was doing, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old. But in the back of my head, I was always thinking like, hey, I should go back to Ivan's. Like, like I'm missing something, you know, I, I can articulate it now, right? But looking back at the time, I didn't know what I was missing, you know? So when I was like 20, I went back after a pretty serious jaw injury and I started training and then I did like proper jujitsu for the first time. And I was like, Oh shit, what is this? You know? And i had been stunt riding motorcycles and doing all this other stuff, all these other activities at the time. And I sold like all my motorcycles and motorcycle parts that week. And I was like, I'm doing jujitsu the rest of my life. Like, and I couldn't articulate in that moment of what being in that community felt, you know, learning this self-defense, you know, whatever energy and effort you put in towards BJJ, you're going to get something back. You know, it's reciprocated. Um, type of relationship. And it was so, so for me, it was like a long journey to get to that starting point. And then once I did, I was like, I mean, within that first week, like I said, I knew, I knew I was going to be doing it the rest of my life. So it was pretty, it was pretty impactful. And then um, yeah, I've been in that same gym, you know, before starting the van life journey, but for about 10 years. So that, that was home um, worked my way up the ranks through jujitsu there and, and, you know, had a pretty good time. I can totally relate about
1: the timid kid, the soft kid, uh, yeah, I didn't do athletics in high school. And just looking back on it, if there's one thing I wish could be different is the mindset now. But at the same time, it's just looking back on that journey of growth from, you know, child to adolescent to now and just seeing, you know, it's definitely a it's definitely a stair step process of you're not just yeah. going to go from one extreme <clears throat> to the other. And so I can relate to that. I can't relate to get
2: into
1: the fights or anything like that. <laughs> well, 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 for but
2: sure. I and, definitely- I, and, and, I, and I honestly feel pretty lucky because I know a lot of, and I'm sure you do as well, you know, the, the people who were very athletic in high school, you know, I played basketball, I did some sports, but the people who thrived and it was their life, the high school wrestlers, the football players, some people that you look at, hey, they peaked at that time, 18, 19 years old, and they didn't take athletics seriously anymore. And, and, and when I found jujitsu, I actually became jealous and like I was, uh, you know, behind the curve that I didn't wrestle in middle school and high school. And now I have this thriving passion for martial arts. So I'm always trying to get better at it versus people, you know, I, I have friends who are wrestlers that I can't even get to come to the gym anymore because they did it. Whereas now it's like this hunger that I have because I didn't have that piece in high school. You know what I mean? So it, it always keeps me bringing back, uh, keeps me coming back to the gym to learn because I'll always be behind. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and yeah, that's a great way to put it. And for me, not just with wanting to learn more and get better. For me, jujitsu has become such a uh, societal and relationship, uh, you know, positive relationship impact on my life. Of, I go uh, probably more for that friendship and that bonding than I do for mat time. I go, I guarantee you, I go more just to hang out with those guys and you know that's that's the core group of friends and yeah. so it's just it's just great that you get to roll with each other and choke each other out and then laugh about it afterwards <laughs> you know yeah. and you've got you've got that that great friendship as well
2: people can't see yeah. me since it's just audio nodding my head very aggressively in agreement it's like i, I explain jujitsu nowadays is like the three pillars um one is the community aspect you're able to get in there you're around people like that as an adult, there's no other place in the world. Like it. you, you like you get to go play like literally in a padded room with your friends and play and hang out. Like you get to be natural, like in a natural environment, you get to hang out, build your community, friendships, relationships. All my friends, again, I've been doing it 10 years. So all my friends are from the jujitsu world nowadays, you know, but everyone comes from a different walk of life. So you're able to have such a diverse sense of community, right? So you have your community, you have the physical aspect, Hey, you're working out, um, You're you're learning something that's gonna defend yourself, you're getting fit, you're well, or dealing with injuries, depending on which side you're on, but it's physical. You're gonna wrestle, you're gonna have a good time. Now let's tell people too like there's no better workout than trying to wrestle another grown man. Like that's gonna be the hardest workout you're gonna have in your life, right? And then the third piece of that is the mental aspect, you know, it's knowledge. We call it academies, we call it schools for a reason. You're going to class so that you can absorb knowledge and information. And jujitsu is all about what you know, you know. If you if I have more knowledge in you leverage points uh that's going to let me succeed against you know a bigger opponent to defend myself in a better situation but then the other mental side of that um is hey kind of that release the endorphins the um getting over anxieties i mean it's it's so hard to actually put the words i feel like i'm going to spend my entire life trying to explain to people of what what that one thing is about jujitsu that it's like hey we go there for this the this sense of calm that you feel after training for two hours, you know, it, it's, it's going to be hard to explain, but it's, uh, th- those are my three pillars.
1: <laughs> and, and you're absolutely right. Anyone who has trained, uh, knows exactly what you're talking about. And anyone who has not trained, uh, is can't relate until yep. they get, they get that first class on the mat. And going back to what you said of just such a sense of community, uh, I, it was either, you know, You're obviously, we got connected by the algorithm, which, you know, one of the benefits of social media is coming across you on the Jocko Fuel page. And I think it was either uh, Pete Roberts from Origin or Jocko who said that jiu-jitsu now, that is the melting pot of America. That you get people from all different backgrounds, all different professions, all different goals in life. Whenever you step on the mat, you are all equal in the sense of you're all there for the same goal to have fun and to get better and yep. and that's really what it's about i have been lucky enough uh since i started training uh i started in 2018 and have taken a few work trips recently of course one of the first things i do is look up some academies that are training that are new yep. <laughs> me, and that's just been really awesome just to reach out to them and you know ask about doing a drop-in class and those those academies couldn't be happier to have someone yep. come in and just, you know, you me as a competitor, I could see how I'm doing against people I've never rolled with. Because as you know, once you start rolling with the same guys over and over and over, you start to really learn each other. Oh yeah. And you know, it's just it's such an open arms mentality. And so it's uh you know, it's one of those things where I wish I would have found it sooner, but I'm thankful I found <laughs> it when I but I did for sure. So
2: so you've been trained about four years. Are you a blue belt, purple belt? Where are you at on your journey?
1: Yes. Uh, Blue belt just got my third stripe uh, a couple weeks ago uh, nice. here in August.
2: Yeah, cool, man. So, Congrats. uh
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been uh, just the friendships have been the best uh, aspect of it. And, you know, there's been days where just like what you said, something has been bothering me. There's some an- underlying anxiety. And it's like, just go and get on the mat and whatever this is, is going to take care of itself. And oh yeah, every time that has happened, every time that has happened, where whenever you're done with that role, you either don't even remember what you were anxious about or mm-hmm. the level of anxiety has come down so much that it's like, okay, we can take care of that. No problem. Whatever. Yeah,
2: man. It's, you, it's such a real yeah. thing. And, and so my sister just started jujitsu so for me after 10 years of doing it in her you know, she's a couple years older than me and she just forever thought, Hey, it's just a bunch of sweaty men in the room rolling around, you know, I was like, Hey, and she was going through some things. She's in, she's in New York a new city. I was like, sis, go train jujitsu. Like you're one, you're going to train at Henzo Gracie's, which is one of the best places in the world. Like you're going to enjoy it. You know? So she just started and every day. Now she calls me, we talk jujitsu, we're, we're talking all the time. It's great. You can see this transformation of the last two months of her training. She's a whole new person. And what I try to, um, explain to people about that jujitsu process is like it, it really is this path of enlightenment it, it, it's so weird to say right it, and and where we as jujitsu people can come off cultish right where i was like hey just just come into this thing it's so fun you don't know till you know right um but but once you're in it there, there there's this this underlying like oh i remember what i was gonna get at there's this community sense where you can't build it anywhere else in the world in the same way trust what 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 is trust hey this this understanding that this person has potentially has a power over me or I have a power over a person in the training room, but I'm not going to hurt that person. And, and you build this bond in a real way. Like when you grab someone, you call or tie with someone, you're standing and you get, maybe you're pummeling, you're going to wrestle or the moment you slap him up within 10 seconds. I feel like i know more about the character of that individual from the first time I've met them. In that role, if I don't know anything about them, if I haven't spoken to that person before, I can know more about them in the 30 seconds rolling with this person of who they are, what type of personality they have. If we're going to get along, if we're not going to get along, are, are they a bully? Are they not? You know, you can understand these things by the way someone moves that it's unrelatable anywhere else in the world. And, and, and that's how you how and why I think building relationships through jujitsu Jitsu is the most impactful.
1: Yeah, I couldn't say it any better myself. So I yeah. Yeah, nothing, nothing to add because, yeah, you yeah. just summed it up
2: perfectly.
1: Well, and and now, so what you were doing, you had your own company. And in January of 2022, you stepped away from that company to live what you call the van life, full-time, traveling around, training jiu-jitsu. So what was that like as an entrepreneur? What was your business? What made you, what made you, what led you to that decision of, you know, stepping away from that company and, and starting the van life full time.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, um, 19 years old, I started my own company. You know, my dad had a handyman service, but at 19, Hey, he was going to retire anyway. i had been doing this work my whole life. I wasn't going to school and I was making money. Like I knew blue collar trades, like, Hey, there's good money in it. And I could see that as a teenager. I was working since 14 years old. And by the time I was 18, I knew what I was kind of doing in the trades. So I was like, all right, well, I'll keep doing this. So, Yes, I I decided to do it, but I kind of fell into that path. You know, it wasn't, hey, this is the goal I'm setting for my life. Um, So then for years ahead, as a single man, um, handyman business, then about 24, I was like, oh, I should probably grow this and do a real thing, you know? So I started hiring people and getting a fleet of vehicles and started growing exponentially over the last, you know, five, six years. But man, I think even three, four years ago, probably a year prior to, you know, the pandemic, I had been... I had that feeling. I was like, there's, there's something like I'm missing something. I don't, I don't know what it is. I can't articulate it. You know, I've had friends who've left, who've come back, who've lived in different states. You know what I mean? And, and I've always been that stable person. Like I'm, I'm here in Seattle. I've been training the same gym. Like I, 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 am I'm, I'm a business owner, you know, I had this identity attached to it. You know what I mean? Which, which is an awesome thing. And maybe one day I'll get back to that, but that goes, that goes down this whole rabbit hole of what is identity but in, in and of itself. But for me, it was like this. I need adventure. Like I need to go choose my own journey, you know, and then, and then uh, lockdown restrictions here in Washington played somewhat of a part in it, you know, and it made me reevaluate and and definitely think of, Hey, what, what path do I really want to take? But we succeeded through that. I mean, we, you know, listen to the Jocko stuff and podcasts and leadership and all this, like, Hey, how do we get through this? What's the best way to manage and lead? And, you know, we made it through, but it was kind of funny because, As soon as we made it through the worst part of business that you could imagine, right? Hey, being locked down in your city state, we we were coming out the other end of, Hey, it's fine. We're succeeding. Even though I was on track for success, I didn't want it. You know what I mean? Like I earned it. We worked, I've worked my ass off the last 10 years, but there's something that, that it it wasn't fulfillment, you know, for, it wasn't personal fulfillment. Like I was helping people. I was, I was uh, doing awesome projects. I had a good team around me. All my employees were great, but like, I couldn't put down that feeling. Hey, I gotta leave. I gotta leave my city, my state and just go, go do something. You know, I was contemplating, Hey, do I join the army? Do I go, you know, go live abroad? I mean, like just crazy adventure lifestyle. I don't know if you're familiar with the book, uh, the alchemist, um, it's a great, great book, short, short book, but I just needed to go on my own journey like that. And finally, man, I I had a conversation with my brother. i brought him on my younger brother, brought him on the company, um, about four years ago. I was like, Hey dude, he, here's where my mind's at, what do you think? And he was on, he was on board with it, him and his wife, they moved to Tennessee and I was like, okay. But but the, the moment I knew I had to do it, I was talking with one of my business mentors. I was like, hey man, here's where my mind's at. And, and, and I think out loud typically. So I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking. And then it hit me, I was like, just like that moment when I was 18 years old, if I didn't go get in a fist fight with that guy, I, I knew I was gonna be a coward the rest of my life. You know, If I didn't go defend myself because of this action, well, s- similarly in this business, like right, like, you know, a year ago, almost to date, I was like, if I don't close this down and go live what life I want to live, I'm going to regret it. I'm going to be a coward, you know, air quotes for the rest of my life. Like I'm going to fear my own thoughts, my own, uh, dreams. I'm going to fear those because they're going to keep me down instead of let me evolve and grow. So yeah, closed it down and, and started. To, uh, and, and it was funny. I didn't know the van life was even a thing like legitimately. I closed the business now, and I was like, "I guess I'll. What's a great way to figure out where I want to move, what I want to do the rest, of, you know, the rest of my life, whatever? Go see the country. Great, I'll get a van like they did in the sixties and seventies, just go tour, you know. And then all of a sudden, I, so I closed it down. I go buy this van, and then I start looking up, like, oh, there's a hashtag on Instagram, van life. What it, you know? And there, there's a the whole thing behind it. There's like a community, you know, YouTube videos on how to build them. And I've, you know, fifteen years of contracting experience, so I built my own van. I built it super nice um with with help on uh youtube for some of the electrical and water components but it was so funny to to naively just dive into this and like well I guess I'm gonna go train jujitsu all over the country and see where life takes me you know so that that's legitimately how it started kind of I've you know I've been through certain things in my life that hey I've suffered what well, you know due to my own fault like hey you know whether it's breakups or, you know, relationships, this and the ups and downs of, you know, jujitsu injuries where I've been off the mat for a year because I hurt my knee or arm or shoulder, you know? So you go, I went through my own ups and downs mentally. Um, And I'm more fearful of regret later down the road than I am of like what the, the potential negative consequences of my actions would be from trying to make a positive change in my life, if that makes any sense.
1: Absolutely. And I think your philosophy of how you're living life and how you view life and how you came to that realization, I think that's gonna resonate with a lot more people than than it's not going to resonate with.
2: And yeah, so, I so I was
1: telling a friend of I was telling a friend of mine that we're having some similar thoughts, some similar conversations to, to what you just said. And I told her this is not gonna this conversation is not that I'm having with you. It's not going to help either one of us to help <laughs> stem, stem those thoughts. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, so with the van life, what has been the the best unexpected aspect of van life? What has been a great thing that you never expected to, to come from this?
2: Yeah, so uh, it's funny because I didn't do the van life typical of what most people do. Hey, people do this thing to go live up, out, mostly outdoorsy type people. Hey, they're going to every single national park and go explore the country in that way. And I and I did a lot of that, and I really enjoyed it. But I'm also a city kid at heart, right? And I and I'm very extroverted. I love talking to people and hanging out with people. So the most positive thing for me was, and is, the connections I've made with people that I didn't think or could couldn't have even imagined were possible. You know, I have lifelong friends all over the country now, and. Some of the, my favorite places I trained in, you know, in Seaside, Oregon, the Adamson brothers, you know, down in San Diego, made some great friends at Legion. I trained in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I, t- I went to the origin headquarters up in Maine and trained with those guys. I mean, all over the country, all four corners of the map and everywhere in between, you know? So for me, the most unexpected thing is, I mean, I forget the quote. There was this guy, you know, some Instagram motivator type guy. Someone had asked him, Hey, what's, what's the best piece of advice that someone gave you? And, and he, his, forward response almost was what if it could be better than you ever imagined and for me that's what it was like I had I was like cool I'm gonna go train you know I'm gonna meet people along the way but it was like a hundredfold better than I could have ever imagined you know I was meeting these gym owners and next thing you know I'm working on projects at their house and hanging out I was like cool hey I'm, I'm gonna take off now you know I gotta head to my next city and it was just like the coolest thing. And, and, you know, the jujitsu community is so welcoming. So it was, it was such a great time to be able to, to explore that. So that, that was the most positive thing for me to have, um, meeting people that I would connect with that otherwise I never would have. I never would have met most of these people if I didn't go on this journey, you know what I mean? And now it's, now that was by far the best part for sure.
1: Yeah. With looking at your YouTube and your Instagram and, you know, that very first video you put out in January, talking about you're going to document, document your travels. And whenever I was looking at your Instagram and you were at Mount Rushmore, I think, fairly recently. Yep. And you're talking about just how beautiful it was. And I think you said it was a, almost a bucket list experience that you wanted to go see it. Oh, and yeah. I, and I mean, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get along with this guy. He you he <laughs> jitsu. He's a Jocko and origin guy he's you know seeing the the all-american sites and I was yeah, like so, yeah I gotta reach out
2: with this guy man, it was it was funny so the thing with Mount Rushmore uh quick side note I had one of those infomercial like boards that you would fill the quarters in with all the states on it <laughs> so le- le- legitimately as a kid out was seven I had my mom order that for me and I filled them all but in the center of that was Mount Rushmore and and I always do one day I was like okay I gotta go there so yeah, yeah. It, it was awesome to make it out that way <laughs>
1: That's great, man. And yeah. with uh with the van life, what has been an unexpected negative aspect of the van life? And it doesn't have to be, you know, a downer thing. It can just be a minor inconvenience that you didn't think about. What is what is something that, you know, an unexpected negative to to the yeah, van
2: life? For sure. Um, it was funny because I I was thinking about this the other day where like in general, I try to be the person like, Hey, if something's negative, it's like, well, it just is what it is. You kind of work through it. Like it's kind of no factor and you just figure it out. But so I hate cooking. (laughs) Like I am, I I do it when, when I've got a house or whatever, pretty infrequently because I was so busy. I was running a business. I was training all the time. So for me to be able to just go get food or go, you know, have a meal made or whatever, it was like a nice life convenience. Well, doing the van life and having to cook do dishes and all that. It's like ten times more of a process than having a normal home, a dishwasher, and all that. You've got to worry about the amount of water you use in your tank. I mean, it's just like, you know, that was the one of those things that took me the most adjustment. Like sleeping in a van, showering at gyms, like go, you know, going and exploring the country. That was totally fine. and living in rugged, but like when I decided to cook, it was always such a thing for me. So yeah, I ended up probably eating out quite a bit more than I wanted to, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I think the whole kitchen cooking process, um, and that's a very surface level thing. It, the, the, the second thing of that would be, would be negative, which turned into a positive, those moments alone, because again, hey, I, I'm a very extroverted person, and and I knew, hey, being alone, there's going to be a huge part of it, and at first, there there's these moments where I'm like, like, oh, I, I need to get on the phone with someone, like, who, who am I going to chat with? You know, I'm just, I'm doing a bunch of driving today, or I'm on the coast of California and Oregon, these awesome, beautiful sites. Uh, I'm kind of alone. But what it really does is and you learn to work through that in this acceptance of like aloneness was super powerful. So it, it turned into a positive thing. But at first, that got to me a little bit because again, I'm used to being around people all day, every bit, every day, whether it was running a business or at the jujitsu gym, you know. So that that took some getting used to. But now I kind of like my alone time in my space, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> It, yeah, and
1: I can definitely relate to that because I'm a little <clears> bit more introverted, and uh, I was lucky enough to go to Origin Immersion Camp in 2021, and wow. I uh, met, you know, made some really great friends there that I still keep in touch with, and it was really funny because uh, one guy that I just kind of gravitated towards, one day, like, this was probably the, we probably ended up hanging out, you know, two day two or three, and he just came to me one morning, he said, Hey, I gotta go take some quiet time because that's how I recharge. Like just go hang out by the lake by himself and just kind of sit there and enjoy enjoy the quietness. And I told him, I'm so glad you just said that because that's exactly what I want to do. Yeah. Just go sit and be quiet. And so it's really cool, just like what you said of just that that introspection is something that, you know, you found out about yourself of you oh, didn't yeah. know that that was something that that you really benefited
2: from. Yeah, man. It was super so powerful. Went, and, yeah. and and now I really enjoy it. Well, I mean, to your point, I typically recharge by being around people. Like, I, I'm just like, that's how extroverts work. Like, I'm, I'm like yeah. that typical extrovert. Well, throughout this trip, it's like now I can hit this switch. Like, oh, I need to and want to be alone. Let me go find my alone time and recharge. And then when I know I'm heading into a city or go, going to go train some jujitsu, boom, I'll flip the switch the other way so now I feel like I have this really healthy balance of, um, this understanding of myself that I can do either. I'm okay being around people. I'm okay being completely alone for weeks on end, you know? So it's, it's all good either way, but that was, that's was such a great growth opportunity throughout this journey. You know, whereas most people may never have the opportunity to, to do something like this. Um, which on the other side of that, I feel like, man, I met so many people who are like, Oh, you're living my dream. Like, I was like, hey, you can do this today. Set the goal. Figure out how you want to do it. Go make it happen. Like, you can do it. So that, um, But yeah, being able to just be alone and be, you know, meditative and, and uh, uh, work through it on your own, it was super positive. Yeah, was, that was something I was very stoked about.
1: Well, uh, my last question for, you know, your band <laughs> life, are you still traveling around or are you back home in Seattle now?
2: So I am back in Seattle and um you know i was on the road about six months almost to the day you know and um so i'm staying with a buddy here in seattle um because i technically don't have a home which is kind of funny to think about until i figure out the next stage of life um whether it's you know what what direction do i really want to go with my life which i was spent a lot of time thinking about on on the road And and it was it was it was great there was these options in a how do I narrow it down? What do I really want to do? You know, Hey, do I continue the van life for another six months and kind of see where it takes me? Do I sell the van and and focus on jujitsu or the city that I really enjoyed and go back to that? So I'm kind of in a very weird in-between stage because I'm actually going on a hunt in Montana in a couple of weeks, backcountry elk hunt. So I'll be, I'll be go doing that. And then that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, it's kind of my decision point of where do I want to be? What do I want to do? What kind of lifestyle do I want to live? And so I have some options, but yeah, kind of, kind of leaning towards probably selling the van and kind of getting onto the, the next stage of life, but whether it's, I don't, if that's another thing, I don't know exactly what I want to do yet. You know, I have some options. I have some things in the works of potential jobs I want to um, apply for. Uh, Origin is on that list. They're awesome. I love those guys. I haven't, I haven't met them up there. They got an awesome mission. So maybe see if I can work with them. Um, and the, or the Jocko Fuel people. So that's kind of on my radar. <clears throat> but for me, I think I if I close the van life out, I feel like I did it. I hit all four quarters of the US. I'm, I met the coolest people in the world. I trained all over, you know, at this stage in my life. Like, I don't think there's anything more that I really need out of it to feel like I did it. I think I want to do it again when I have a partner, when I'm, hey, 45, 50, 60 years old. Like, I, I'd, I'd really enjoy it again because of the, the pace and lifestyle, like that would be awesome. But I think right now, after having taken such a long time off of working every day and really getting effort, like I'm ready for that new mission. You know, part of me is feeling like, hey, cool, let's get let's get back to getting after every day, routine and whether we're a job and, you know, whatever it may be. And, and again, I don't know exactly what that mission is yet, but yeah, I'm working towards something, you know, putting putting the right pieces in place. So when that thing falls into place, I'm ready for it, you know. So yeah, kind of, kind of in that in-between stage, um, just figuring out. <clears throat>
1: Very great. Well, that elk is gonna be uh, is gonna be just exceptional. Uh, you're gonna have plenty of people that are jealous of oh, yeah. getting to go through <laughs> that. Yeah. And man. so, well, w- the last question that I have, and this one I really wanted to make sure I asked you, was what has been the greatest lesson stepping away from traditional societal expectations of you know just selling everything? You know, has it been you know was the best thing your you know, your, your time has the best thing been, uh, the, you know, being true to yourself, you're, you're making your own decisions without having to think, oh, is my boss going to be okay with that? What has been the, the just greatest lesson that you learned stepping away from (coughs) society's expectations into the van life?
2: Yeah. Um, hmm. it's interesting because kind of along the lines of what I think i said very recently was i met so many people along the way who were like wow you're you're living my dream you know you're doing the van life well it was it was it was an interesting statement to hear from other people because the van life was never a dream of mine like i just happened to get on this path you know and to me it was so interesting and i don't know if it's innate or or through my life experience i just kind of learned to overcome whatever that obstacle is I think people put in their own way, like <clears throat> it was kind of like, wow, I was a prison of my own mind for years in a sense as well. Cause I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, you know, I thought about it for years, do I really want to close this down? I'm pretty, you know, I have pretty deep roots here. You know, what does that mean? Well, the moment I closed the business down and started this new phase, like nothing changed. My, my friendships didn't change. The the world didn't come crashing down around me. Like every, everything was okay. And you kind of figure it out we're, we're adaptable. We're human. You know, we, we figure things out. And hear, hearing so many people on the road say, hey, you're living my dream, for me was, again, a strange moment because I would tell them, tomorrow, if you wanted to, you can make steps towards doing this and, and you'll be okay. Like, <clears throat> at the end of the day, we all, we'll all figure it out. You know, there, there's like, there's this thing that we're able to do. And so <clears throat> it was, um, it was, it was this moment and that when it started, when I started the van life, I was like, oh, shit, I'm I can do whatever the hell I want in this life and world like, like I had that from the very beginning. And then throughout the journey and throughout the process, like being able to really step away from, you know, in, in realizing, wow, I didn't have like a, that genuine purpose with my business. Oh, OK. Like that's why I dreaded, you know, getting up each day in morning, you know, to be like, oh, I got to get up and do this thing. And, you know, I'm tied to this. And and stepping away was like its own version of enlightenment, like we talked about with jujitsu of, oh, wow, that normal life, you know, societal pressures, societal norms, like you don't have to do that. And there's no negative consequence. Like, as long as you're doing a positive thing with yourself, your life, I've had plenty of people, and trust me, when I closed down my business of a profitable company, lots of my friends and family and and people like, what the hell are you doing? So I, I definitely got that side of it. But then when I started, it was like, hey, I I don't care. This is the acceptance of me being true to myself and what I want to do. And I'm going to go do it regardless of the consequences. They're going to be, it's going to be great. I'm going to learn a lot from it. I'm probably going to have some bad times or it's going to crash and burn. And guess what? I'll still figure it out, you know? And so it was like this growth that is, is hard to quantify because when you step away and you do see it from the outside, you're like, oh, wow, there's this, there's this trap. You know what I mean? Like, you you, you hear it, and I, and I would see it, you know, and talking to people all over the country, but hey, like, what do you do? What do you want to do? Well, are you working? Are you really toward working towards that? And I think for me, now having made this giant leap of what's next, it's like, I really want to work towards doing what is pat, not passionate, I think that's the wrong word, because I'm passionate about a lot of things, whether it's Hunting, talking with friends, you know, passion is the wrong word, but what is fulfilling? Like, what's truly fulfilling? And to me, I came up with the answer of like, hey, I never lived a life of service. Like, I didn't do the military thing. I, You know, I haven't, um, I was looking towards firefighting for a bit, um, and I got my EMT certification a couple years back, but then I was just running a business. I was like, hey, this is what I'm doing right now, you know? So I think for me, there's a a space or direction in life where it's like, hey, I want to give back. And whether that's open my jujitsu gym, do I join law enforcement? I mean, give some sort of service because that may be fulfilling and do that route or something like that for a bit because, uh, yeah, stepping away from that societal norm to actually get my own perspective of, um, what do I want to do with my own life versus what does society around me think? You know, like, do I have to be, my my own identity was so attached to hey I own, I run DMC Diaz Maintenance and Construction I'm a business owner I am this it's like no 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 you do this for a job you run a company but you are not this you know so it's, it's making sure I separated those two and that identity I, again it, and it's funny to say for how much I love jujitsu like I do jujitsu I'm a jujitsu practitioner and I and I see the benefits and I preach about it all the time you know and I try to draw people in it because I understand the pauses of it but I'm also not jujitsu, you know? So I try to make sure there's these, these different masks that we wear. Well, that's not the, the you per se. And, and, and going on this journey and trying to figure out what that being, that consciousness actually is, um, was a product of being able to step away from that nine to five, and like, oh, wow. Like how we attach ourselves to what we do and who we think we are is like such a big part of our life you know, and really being able to step away from that, like, okay, now, now that there's so much negative, um, not negative, like, clear space, you know, like, like it, it was like being out in outer space, looking down there, like, whoa, that's pretty wild, you know, that, that was kind of the same thing, I took a step away from my own city, my own job, and looking at it, and decided, like, yeah, I don't want to be in that rat race, <laughs> you know what I mean, it, it was, it was a, it was good. I know that was long winded. I'm not sure if I answered your question fully, but I just um, that's where my mind was taking me on that. Well,
1: I, I think that's a great place to
2: wrap it up, because I think you are going I think whenever we release
1: this and people are able to hear your story, you're going to inspire a lot more people to step in the direction of what their dreams are. Doesn't mean that it's going to be an overnight process, but yeah. just stepping in the right direction. Well, yeah. I know you've got your YouTube channel, you've got your personal Instagram, and then you've got your Good for the Soul Instagram. So where can people find you uh, to, to keep track of what you're up
2: to? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm pretty heavy on Instagram, Vic on one V-I-C-O-N-O-N-E. And then uh, Good for the Soul on YouTube. That's why I put out the interviews with all the jujitsu uh, gym owners and practitioners and people I met throughout my journey on the van life and, and uh, continuing to do and, and kind of have that discussion of, Man, I think the more people that talk about jujitsu, we try to, you know, <clears throat> we're never going to get everyone in, but there's going to be that, that, uh, that wheel that goes around. Hey, some people are going to get off the Ferris wheel and we just need to keep um, bringing more people on. So I want to do my part to bring people in this sport that I love very much. And, and this lifestyle that I know has benefited me and many others in so many ways. So yeah, uh, the YouTube's good for the soul. Um, Vic on one on Instagram, you know, I, I reach out to people all the time and get back to people all the time, whoever hit me up. Cause, um, getting people into jujitsu is like also one of my life purposes now because man i've had a few white belts start like when i started this journey and they taught you know they hit me up all the time i just got my first stripe my second stripe it's like oh shit like you're on the path that's so awesome to hear and and that that gets me so excited it it gives me life and joy to see others succeed or be on the path of jujitsu themselves so yeah man that's where i'm at Uh, anyone can hit me up anytime Great, man. Thanks again for joining us. You'll just hang tight. We'll chat real quick offline,
1: and thanks again for coming on the podcast.
2: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for joining this episode of the Sheepdog Dad Podcast. Thanks especially to our guest, Vic Diaz. And again, you can find Vic on Instagram at VicOn1, and you can find him on YouTube at GoodForTheSoul, S-O-U-L. Thanks again, Vic, for coming on. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a five-star rating and review and sign up for our upcoming newsletter. Visit thesheepdogdad.com for more topics such as this and sign up for our exclusive coaching service, Protect the Flock. Visit originusa.com and support American jobs and American manufacturing. Use the code JACKSON10 for 10% off of all orders. That is J-A-C-K-O-N-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O SON10 for 10% off of all orders at OriginUSA.com. Until next time, keep your head on a swivel.